let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, y'all. Well, we've reached the end of the week. I promise you, many people did not think that the week would end this way. The way it started, that is for sure. Gus Cattengale, Jordan Kleber, Carver Cattengale today. Well, I know you can hear me. It's called headphones. Hey, by the way, Carver, what day of the week is it? It's Friday! It's Friday, Friday. It is? Have you learned the days of the week, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. I think I could beat them in a French competition. Oh, I don't know. You, you want to sing that French song in front of Mr. Jordan today? No? Now you're shy. <laughs> well, we got plenty to talk about today. Pelicans get back into action tonight as they take on the Nuggets, the first of a back-to-back. As they play the Celtics tomorrow as well. Jordan, I feel like I'm in a giving mood today. Giving mood. And um, I want to give some tickets away. At some point tonight, or today, we'll give you tickets. If you want to go to tonight's game against the Nuggets and the Celtics, it's real simple. First off, you got to be able to go. Four tickets all together. They're nice seats, I promise. And um, it'll be on us. So we'll send you to the Nuggets and Celtics games. The Pels trying to pick up a couple of wins here at home. They've been playing well at home. Travis got the tickets last time. Yeah, Mr. Laker took his son. Awesome pictures, right? Pierre, the Pelican, took a picture with Travis and his family. Jordan, if you remember, it was nice. Last home game. So we'll talk about that and much, much more as we get back into, you know, normalcy, if that makes any sense. Luke Johnson will lead things off with us as we will talk to him here in the opening segment. And then coming up at 12.30, Mike Simzak covers the Kansas City Chiefs at 115. Rafael Esparza at 145. Rick Moore will talk 49ers. 205, John Forque. 215, Marlon Favorite. And at 230, Mr. Leo Haggerty. So, well, we'll get into all of that and more. Also, um, you saw soccer last night, Jordan, right? You did see that. And that was fun. It was a win. one nothing. Coach G and Coach Kenny Farrell have, um, you know, been uh, they, they wanted. They thought it should be more like three zero yesterday. Three 0 They wound up winning. You know, one nothing. A win's a win, though. Jordan. They play Sunday against Canada. That's a pretty big uh, and important game there as well. As we get ready going into it, twelve thirty today. So bottom of this hour, Saints general manager Mickey Loomis will join us. Well, not not join us, sorry. He's going to speak to the local media. It'll be interesting to see where um, where does he go and start, right? I mean, because it's – I don't think a lot of people expect it. it, No, he's not going to – why are you doing the deuces like Richard Nixon? You think he's leaving too? He's leaving as well. He's announcing today? I can't do it with that, uh, Sean or Drew. Stop it. I'm heading out, taking my talents elsewhere. Quite honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. That's why I don't know anything. This is why we're bringing in Mr. Luke Johnson. Covers the Saints for the Advocate and the Picayune. At by Luke Johnson is the way to follow him on Twitter. Luke, good afternoon. How are you, sir? 
I'm doing great, Gus. How are you? Would you be surprised if Mickey Loomis told his pieces at Deuce Out at 12.30 today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be a little bit surprised if, if he did it today. You know, I, like, seriously, though, I, I could see a scenario where um, where Mickey changes his role within the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's been, I think, two or maybe three straight years now Jeff Ireland has gotten interest elsewhere. Yep. Um, you know, I, I know they uh, they really like Jeff around here. They appreciate the work he's done. Um, and, you know, I, I, I could see myself or I could see the organization doing a, a move where Mickey pivots to more of a, a you know, a different sort of executive role and, and let's uh, let's Jeff Ireland kind of take the reins of the, of the organization as a general manager. Mickey's been at this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see that happen, but I, I don't think it's happening today. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I've, I've thought that as well because he's had such not only a good influence and in, he's he's helped out, right, to say the least, uh, with the draft, the scouting department doing that. And you're right, in terms of the day-to-day, I don't know, Mickey becomes president of football operations or whatever it is that they find, and he's still a part of it. Um, but the day-to-day thing, that would make a lot of sense. But, Luke, with him speaking today, i got to imagine it's going to be interesting to hear how he describes not only where the Saints go, but probably will get a very good indication of where they're going to go in terms of how he views where this football team is, right? I hope so. Um, you know, Mickey has a tendency to be cagey sometimes, so uh, we'll try to get that out of him. Um, but, you know, I think he generally takes a, a pretty optimistic view of things. Um and I don't anticipate he's going to be like, yep, it's time for a fire sale. You know, we're, we're finally caught up. You know, we're caught by the salary cap now. we gotta got to get rid of all of our players. Like I saw some crazy, um, you know, posts suggesting they're going to do that this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, they, they have a plan. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, I, I imagine they're going to be able to get under the cap without um, without like cutting any, any big-time players. You know, maybe they're not able to bring everybody back. Um, it's just kind of a reality the position they're in, um, but I, I, I don't think that they're, you know, they're saying okay, we're we're without Sean Payton, we're without Drew Brees, it's time to time to you know cut everybody loose and rebuild. It's just not in their nature, and you know I, I think you know if if we get an honest answer from Mickey today, I think he's probably going to be saying he's he's happy about where the roster's at and, and right. he's optimistic about where it goes in the future. You know the Bears went ahead and, and hired a defensive coordinator yesterday, Luke. And, and I, you know, look, I think it probably took some people by surprise considering that it's Justin Fields and that's kind of the, the face of the dare. But, you know, I, I look at it and go, well, look what the Saints did this past season with their quarterback and offense and their defense kept the team in games, if not won games for them. And, you know, I guess if you have a strong defense, a solid defense, then maybe you're not asking that much of Justin Fields. You give him time to grow at that position instead of, hey, go win the game for us. I, I could sort of see that, which is probably why so many people, Luke, feel it just makes sense to give the job to Dennis Allen. Well, I, okay, two things I think about that, right? I, I think if you look at two of the more explosive offenses in the league this year, the Buffalo Bills are coached by a defensive head coach. Interesting, right? Sean McDermott is a, is a former defensive coordinator, a very good one, and uh, the Los Angeles Chargers were, I think, number five or six in total and scoring offense this year, and they have a defensive coordinator as head coach. Um, you know, it's not it's not unheard of that you can you can have a defensive guy at the, at the top of the the top of the hierarchy and mm-hmm. and also have a very good offense. Um, 
So, you know, I think, I think Eberflus is a, a pretty good candidate for them. And I, I think they can find the right, uh, the right guy to coordinate the offense and, and get the right game plan in place and take advantage of a very talented young quarterback. And I, and I think, you know, with the saints, when I'm thinking about it, um, when they're, they're looking at, at trying to fill Sean Payton's shoes, he, the guy's been here for 16 years. We all talk about the culture he's developed here. And, you know, when I, when I think about Dennis Allen, I, I and I, I think about continuity, and that's been so important here, right? Um, so really, it boils down to me, um, do we want to keep, you know, from the Saints' point of view, do we want to keep the the, the Sean Payton streak alive, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, deal with people. Dennis Allen's been on Sean Payton's staff for 12 of the last 16 years. Wow. Um, you know, it, he was there at the very first staff. Like, he knows exactly what they've built here. So do you want to keep that alive? You, you talk to coaches like Dennis Allen or even Aaron Glenn, who's only spent one year away. Right. Um, or do you want to open up your pool of candidates a little bit and go for a clean break? Right. Because yeah, I, I think if they hire somebody like, you know, Brian Flores, or I'm sure I'm, I'm guessing next week after the, mm-hmm. the AFC championship game is done, they'll, they'll probably interview Eric the enemy as well. Sure. Um, you know, with with those guys, they're going to bring in their own staff, and and you're not going to have this, the continuity probably. You know, I, I don't know if if that staff is like, yeah, let's bring Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael back, and let's keep running the Sean Payton offense with Pete Carmichael or whatever it might be. Um, so I think there's that's the two ways of kind of looking at it, and and that's why I think Dennis is the favorite mm-hmm. for me because he's he's clearly the top candidate among the people on the staff, and um, and. You know, I think that he brings that that element of, you know, we know it works, and um, let's let's give it to somebody who's going to kind of have the same sort of, you know, in his own way, but the same sort of um, you know mindset that Sean Payton brought here. Speaking with Luke Johnson, covers the Saints for the Advocate and the Picayune. You know, I would say Luke for most of our phone calls this week, Brian Flores' his name's been mentioned. The enemy's a name that's been mentioned there as well, along the lines of hey, get some fresh eyes kind of take a look at, at what it is I almost think as well it does behoove this organization to do a legit search at the very least bringing as many people for the interview because Luke I gotta imagine we've been in interviews before that's probably a question how do you view our team what do you see in our roster what do you see we need to do and if anything you're you're almost getting a free look-see at how other people view your roster, should you go with Jameis, should you do all that. You, you may have your own view. You get what I'm getting at, Luke? It might be a very you know, nice way to have others tell you how they view your your organization and your franchise that maybe you didn't see because, you know, sometimes when you're in it, you don't see everything. Yeah, no, it's like a forced it's like a forced evaluation, right? There you From go. Somebody else's point of view. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And then on top of that, look, you know, they might want continuity, right? Um but if if that's what they're if that's what they want, they're they're limiting their pool of candidates, right? And, and they're they're also you know, saying, well, yeah, that's if if we want somebody who's been on Sean's staff, you know, realistically, um, you're going to hire somebody who at least has coordinator experience, and that means you're you're kind of limiting yourself to four guys, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, Aaron Glenn, and Joe Lombardi. Those would be the only four who have coordinator experience who who are legitimate candidates and I, and I think he could you know I, I really like Pete Carmichael but you know I, I don't know if he's like a head coach right, right. Uh, and probably the same with Joe Lombardi I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach 
Um, so I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if in, in, beyond getting the, the evaluation from somebody else's point of view, um, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you're not looking at the very best candidate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I still, I, you know, that said, I still think it, <laughs> it still comes down to Dennis Allen for me. I'd say he's just, he, he's really the, the, the front runner in my eyes. And, and obviously that could change. You know, they could take a talk to Brian Flores and get absolutely blown away. Right. Um, same thing with, same thing with Eric the enemy sure. um, or, or, you know, somebody else even. Um, but um, that's, that's just kind of how I'm viewing it right now. Yeah, I'm with you too. You know, um, one of the things I was telling Jordan during one of those training camps when Aaron Glenn first got here, he, he'll be a head coach at some point. You know, there's no doubt. Like, one of this energy and this infectious attitude, the way he helped with that secondary, I, I think it's timing. And, you know, all these jobs that are open, Luke, it's unique in terms that, you know, there, you have some teams that are looking for identity. Who are they? Where are they going? Other teams are undisciplined. You have the Giants, you know, like they need something. I, I don't, view the saints like that i almost kind of use the the military analogy luke and you'd understand this in terms of you know like ships or you know main commands you have rotations of co's and xo's for a reason and it's almost like i kind of view that here in this aspect of it where you just sort of need another co here you have a bunch of team captains you have guys that sort of know what they're doing they play for one another already you have culture already established that that makes sense you just need another commander for lack of a better phrase luke to sort of come in and and run the ship that'll be his way but you you at least have a ship that's ready for service if that makes sense yeah no i absolutely agree with that look I, this doesn't happen very often where a team that's won 58 games its last five seasons is looking for a new head coach and it still has most of that roster in place right obviously a lot of those wins came with drew Brees at quarterback and he's not here um, and, and Sean Payton is a head coach, and he's not here, right? Those are two huge components of that. Uh, but so is the rest of the roster, and and you know that that roster went shoot, you know, eighteen and you know what, eighteen and ten or eighteen and eleven without Drew Brees the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know some of that was with Trevor Simeon and, and Taysom Hill, and um, I, you know, this is a very deep, talented roster. Knows how to win. And it's, and it's full of pride, right? Like Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis and Cam Jordan are proud players, right? They're, they're not going to, I don't think, uh, just accept, um, you know, like a rebuild or anything like that. Um, so I, I think you're right. If you just get somebody who's, you know, if, if not the commanding officer, if that, if that doesn't ring true for people, right. then, then maybe a, a CEO, right? Mm-hmm. A chief executive officer, uh, somebody who's going to come in and keep that culture in place and uh, keep the standards in place and, and the demands high. Um, and, you know, who's on top of that, just a very smart football mind. And Dennis Allen, obviously, um, he's, he's done things with the Saints defense that no other coordinator did this consistently throughout the entire Sean Payton tenure. He, he kind of flipped the narrative of this team. Um, so, you know, I, I think they can still be an extremely relevant franchise, even without those two really key components in Sean Payton and Drew Brees. But they do have to get the right guy in place. Yeah, it's interesting. I would say, as we spent most of this week, Luke, as I'm sure you did, and in, in, in hearing from others, too, um, looking back at the Sean Payton era, that that's one of the things of regrets, right? He went through, what, five defensive coordinators before he finally found one? <laughs> it just it, it took a while. I mean, many of those 5,000-yard seasons – 
it was because Drew Brees in the offense had to put up 35 points to be in game. So you're, you're right. That's a very interesting point to bring up, man, to do that. So, uh, Luke, as always, man, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Leave us with this in 30 seconds to 60 seconds. How will you remember the time covering Sean Payton? What sticks out to you? Uh, you know, I just think it's it's the consistency, man. And, and, and there's a lot of different ways you can look at this with, with Sean. You know, from from a character standpoint, I mean, the guy was so brash on the sidelines, and I think a lot of people love that about him. Um, but he did what basically nobody ever has done. And you know, every single year, top five, top five, top five, top five. That, that doesn't happen. You know, he did it with, with one quarterback, but a, a rotating cast of characters around him, and he always made it work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you, know, you look back at the history of the NFL, top 30 seasons ever by total offense, right? He's got five of them in, in his 15 years coaching the Saints, or 15 seasons. I, that's pretty remarkable. Um, and he, he just always had those guys ready to play and ready to put up a bunch of points. That made him exciting and it made him relevant. Um, and I, I think that's the thing that, that you know, it, it's like he never lost his mojo. He was up there every year. And uh, and he, he made the Saints as a franchise uh, must see TV. I think that's 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 the hugest part of his legacy to me. Luke Johnson, as always, man, appreciate the time. By Luke Johnson is the way to follow you over on Twitter, and let's see what Mickey has to say. Bottom of the hour. That sounds good, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Take care. Quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll get going here. As a couple of more folks have uh, confirmed, it's it's a busy morning to try to give us some more updates. So we'll give you a, another updated guest list here in a quick second. Don't forget Pell's play tonight. Uh, they will take on the Nuggets, Celtics tomorrow. We have tickets for both of those games we'll give away at some point today on the show. We're your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's finally Friday, I'm free again. I got my motor running for a wild weekend. It's finally Friday, I'm out of control. Forget the work and blues and let the good times The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. 
The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip-smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car can use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. How can you be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003, Jordan Kleber, Gus Catton, get with you. It's the sports hangover. My son's somewhere running around in there. He really loves the bell. He loves this office. He does. Does he's he like, do that oh, at home? He's going to work and rings everything. rings the bell, and then you come and wait on him? Well, he doesn't need to ring the bell normally. Yeah, but he's... We're trying to let go of the, the sport. No, he's very self-sufficient, no, actually. He's... He really is. He is. Um... Question of the day. What do we have? Yeah, Friday's question of the day. Which conference championship game are you looking forward to the most? Bengals at Chiefs or 49ers at Rams? It's a poll question, so you can go on at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or comment or call in 800-998-1003. I don't think there's any question. Really? Yes, about this. Who in the city likes the Rams or 49ers? Who wants to watch them do anything, much less go to the Super Bowl? You don't want to watch them? I, I mean, I'm going to watch, but I absolutely am rooting for whoever wins the AFC championship. So It's not even a question. So you, you're looking look, forward to watching hey, the AFC It's a chance to give it to you if the legend Pat Mahomes wins and goes to the Super Bowl. Uh, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals pull off the upset, what a story that is. Right? And of course, you know me. I'm all who day now. I'm especially now that Sean left. I'm buying Burrow jersey. Just go for it. Mind you, I Pat mean, Mahomes look, and the Chiefs are still in gold, the still in and the there's playoffs. black and orange. I'm just switching one color. I still have the black. You know what I'm saying? It's good. What is it? Red and yellow as no, well? No, it's black and gold. Red and yellow? Well, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I'm all about, you know, changing alliances. It happens. Things. But your alliance is still in. Well, I'm like you. I'll have an NFC team, and I'll have an AFC Give me Bengals and 49ers that? in the Super Bowl. No one would have expected that. And I think the mar- NFL market would hate it. You think so? I think they hate it. I don't know. Um, so, to me, I'm going Bengals. I like Bengals. Whenever you hear that thing. That, That's that, the bell? That's the bell of insanity. Jack, thank you for calling the sports hangover. How are you? Look, um, I, I called about the, uh, you know, the sports apps up and running. So, um, I had, I had some ideas if you like the Bengals. Okay. Okay. You, you can either, you can take the plus seven 
you know, and you just get a, a hundred for your hundred. Or if you think they can get to the Super Bowl, you can not take the points and just take the Bengals straight up, and you get plus two eighty, which you would get. Uh, you get two hundred eighty dollars for your for your hundred. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I'm not sure they're going to give you the the free hundred back. They'll probably take that back. And then if, if you want to, you can put that. You probably get another two to one on the. Uh, on, on, no matter who wins the NFC, you right. probably get another two to one on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. That is very just true. some betting ideas okay. with the new app. Well, no, I look. I and, it was very interesting this yeah. morning. I walk in, Jack, and I you know I walk the dog this morning. I, I do it every morning between six forty five, seven fifty, and I'm walking. So I come back. That's normally when the misses and Carver finally get up and they go. I hadn't taken three steps in. It wasn't good morning. It wasn't a kiss. It wasn't, hey, you know, Carver's out front. Mrs. K. So the, you know, she, she has like the news on in the morning and she goes, by the way, the, um, the app goes live at eight o'clock in the morning. Are we registered? I'm like, yeah, I got your own thing. She's like, great. We're betting on Burrow. <laughs> she literally starts talking about what we're betting on, who we're betting on. She's like, I think it'll be fun. Maybe we'll try it tonight. They got some basketball games. I get home at six. I'm like, yeah, they'll have some games on at seven. We can do that. Said, I'm literally, I, my, my evening is planned apparently already. So. Um, I don't know what's what's been created, Jack. But I'm, I'm very. She was excited about it. I lost the house. Gus, I think you knew this. I think you knew this already. But you married a good woman. I mean, <laughs> now you got a hook that now you don't have to talk her into putting sports on in the afternoon. Well, and here's the thing evening. about it too, Jack. It, it, it's kind of that that nice balance because I understand the, the the worry and the concern you know that some people do have with this, and 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 I get it, but. I, and Jordan knows this. I mean, she's nicknamed the accountant for a reason. My boss knows this. I mean, it, like everything goes through that, that viewpoint. So, uh, I just look at it. Hey, put up money that you're willing to lose. Well, well but that's what I'm, what I'm getting at is, you know, I think we're going to be able to have a little fun with this and see how it works out, but I can promise you, um, Carver's still going to be able to go to school. You know what I'm saying? Cause, um, she, right. she, she controls the money. But yeah, I guess, you know, like I said, I, I'm interested in it to, to you know, to, to do a little something like that. And look, all of these places, including DraftKings, was giving you, you know, $100 in free bets and, you know, giving you a couple of different odds to kind of get you started and stuff. So yeah, why not? See how it is. And, uh, and look, on DraftKings, um, if you look at the app a little bit, they're, they're actually giving you an extra $25 tonight because there's a, there's a bet they call a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as the Nuggets or the Pelicans score a point, you win. So they're basically giving you another, you know, I think another, I think all you can bet is 25, but I mean, they're basically giving that to you. I, I, I like so, that. Uh, I like so if they score one point, even Sadoransky might make a layup. I mean, <laughs> a free throw will get fouled. I mean, it's right. one point. The Pels will score a point today. Bold prediction. They, what are you giving Wait, them that look for? he said eight points. Eight? Well, they'll fight. They'll Did score eight, eight points. Eight point or eight points? I think eight points. Eight point, just eight point. I mean, they basically give, I'm telling you what they're probably, I I don't know how this is going to work. What what I imagine is going to happen is when you bet the free money, win or lose, that money's gone. Okay. If you win, they're probably going to take the part they gave you back and you're just going to have the, uh, you'll have the part you want, which is fine because you didn't put anything up. But, but, uh, so, so so basically by doing that, they're, they're converting the, the $25, I think that's the limit. The $25 that they allow you to bet from free play to, to actual money. So, 
But anyway, I mean, it, it, you know, it'll be fun. And, and just like you said, you, you never bet money that you need, you know. It, it just makes things a little more interesting, that's all. Yep, no doubt about it. Jack, what is one thing you want to hear from Mickey Loomis today when he speaks with the media? He's taking a call. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, I, what, Mickey Loomis is speaking at the bottom of the hour here. What What is one thing you want to hear? I'd like to hear what you're talking about. I think it's long overdue. Just just put Jeff Ryle in charge and have, have uh, brought Mickey up to a, a position where he's basically in charge of the finances, you know, over the cap. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He probably has somebody else doing the cap at this point, but, you know, just more, more of a CEO than, than actual hands-on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I'd like to see. I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you hope that happens? I could see both sides. It, just to me, I, again, what I've been saying and what I said to Luke and what I said yesterday and the more I think about it is each situation is unique in terms of the jobs that are opening. When I look at the Saints, I look at a team that has good leadership, it has culture. It should get back a, a top offensive player. Um, you have one of the top running backs. There, there's some options at quarterback. And more importantly, there's continuity with the staff. And so instead of like, to me, it just would make sense to elevate a guy like Dennis Allen and bring them in um, to do that. As Luke said, when you think about it, 12 of 16 years. Dennis Allen's been under Sean Payton. And it's worked for you. And I, I look at it like this. Until, I guess, like, if Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, and Marshawn Lattimore was in his last year, and all those guys would be leaving, then maybe I'd go elsewhere. But you have a pretty good group of guys that are not going anywhere for a while on that side of the football. It already this year showed you you could shut out Tom Brady and the Bucks in a game. Um, not saying they're going to do that all the time, but you're going to be competitive because of that side of the football. I saw Sean Fazan put his position group breakdown yesterday on Fox 8 on the, on the newscast, and he went with the ends. They're going to be one of the deepest position groups next season. Remember, we didn't really see anything from Peyton Buckshot Turner this year because of injury. He only played four games. So, uh, to me, it just wouldn't make sense to do that. Um, you could even just stay up there with Pete Carmichael to be offensive coordinator, all those different things. So, it makes sense to sort of do that. If not, maybe be enemy. I'm not a Flores guy for a reason or two. Now, I can talk a little bit about that, but I hear the music. I got to hit the break. When we come back, we'll speak with Mike Zimzak next on ESPN New Orleans. feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Bart Scott and Alan Hahn are Bart and Hahn. 
Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest to ever win a major championship. And Bart, he took inspiration from one of your all-time favorites. So I'm very inspired by Tom Brady. He is a big motivation because of how hard he works to be the best and to elongate his career. Spending time with him, it's inspiring, but it's also, um, I learn a lot. What did he learn? They're both great at the advanced age, but I much rather see him grab inspiration from George Foreman, who who he said it long before Tom Brady said it, that 40 is in a death sentence. And at the age of 45, he did it. And he did it the way I would want to do it. He did it eating hamburgers, exactly. cheeseburgers, McDonald's, Popeye's chicken, <laughs> Church's chicken, and White Castle. Do it that way. Do it with a high cholesterol count. Bart and Han. Weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Winky Loomis has started talking to the local media. I do believe, Jordan, he just said something like he's not going to address the future of that right now. This is more of a his time with Sean Payton. Well, what he was saying kind of just now towards the end of that before we were coming back from break it's he wants to give you know his answer you know the right the right answer that sean payton deserves so okay so okay so okay i got you all right so he is going to still talk about what this organization needs to do correct got you jordan's on it again mickey's talking live we'll have that as soon as it's done and let you listen to what the saints general manager has to say let's talk about the kansas city chiefs though mike zimzak Fred Sports Magazine joins us to talk about KC. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Let's start with, before we get to the game and everything, Eric Bieniemy. man. We've gotten some calls from a lot of Saints fans going, hey, you know, why not him? I, you know, I don't know if he's on the list just yet. I know it came out today that Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, a couple of others um, are going to be interviewed, including Dennis Allen. Why do you still think Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a job just yet? I wish I really knew the answer to that question. Uh, sometimes I think it's a product of his, the uh, team's success. The fact that they've been playing so late into the season the last okay. four years, he hasn't really had an opportunity to get out there and interview. And most of the teams with these uh, openings want to have them solidified before the Super Bowl, uh, before Super Bowl week. Um, other than that, I can only imagine that he doesn't get enough credit for as successful as the offense has been. Mm-hmm. But even Andy Reid has said, you know, without Eric Bieniemy running that offense, there is no offense. So, you know, as best I can figure, he's a victim of his own success. So I thought yesterday was interesting that Andy Reid came out and had to say, no, he calls the plays. Because I guess there was a, I don't know, a misconception might be the, the word that, that people thought that, He's sort of like what Carmichael is here to an extent where Sean's calling the plays, even though Carmichael's the OC. So, Mike, is it true what Andy Reid says? Is Eric B. Enemy the play caller? Um, if Andy says it, yeah. Uh, in Philly, I remember, you know, Andy would take a series or two here and there. Um, but generally, he let the offensive coordinators call the plays. Um, I know that Marty Morningwig, when he was an uh, OC with Andy in Philly, did a lot of play calling. This is not the first time that I've heard mm-hmm. Andy say that Eric makes the play calls. He really stressed that last year. Uh, I think he's just trying to give this guy an att- a, um, 
a, a yeah. you know the boost that he needs to, to get out there. And if it's not true, then you know he needs to let him make some of the play calls and see what he can do. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think one of the other things too that I just I'm again I wouldn't even call it speculation. I'm more just wondering out loud. I'm wondering what kind of interview is he? Is, is he somebody that can, can convey what his vision and what his goal is sort of going to be? So I'm asking you, since you've probably been around him, heard him in interviews or things of that nature, how is Eric Bieniemy as a, as a coach and a communicator? The players love him. So he's great with the, uh, with the players. He seems to be a charismatic, uh, straight up guy when he speaks to the media. Uh, as for the particulars of how he's able to convey, convey a vision and things like that when he gets into an interview room, uh, with general managers and owners, uh, I'm not going to speak to that because, you know, I'm sitting here with you. I'm not in the right, room. Right. So I don't know. Um, I know that he hasn't had a lot of chances over the course of the last couple of years to even do that because, as I said at the top, you know, a lot of these tops have been filled by the time the team yeah. season is, is, is over. So I don't even know how many legit opportunities he's had to go out and interview for a job. I can only think of like one or two occasions where he's actually had the opportunity uh, to, to actually interview for a head coaching job. Speaking with Mike Zimzak covers the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, I, I think one of the things that I'm interested in going into the game on Sunday is the tank, the fuel. Uh, what kind of energy will KC have in what felt like the AFC Championship game this past weekend, emotionally and physically? Is that something that Andy Reid and the players have talked about this week of wondering themselves how they're going to be able to bounce back from that and kind of have that same drive and energy for Sunday? This is a pretty veteran team. They've been there. They've done that before. Yes, they may not have had the same amount of challenges going into an AFC championship game as they did going into this one. You know, they haven't necessarily always had to expend the amount of emotion that they have, but this is a team that's ready to play. You know, Andy has certainly been here before. You know, he, this is what his seventh, his eighth uh, conference championship game second only uh, to uh, Bill Belichick, Mahomes, the leaders on this team. They've been there before. They've done this. Even if they had to work a little bit harder, they'll be ready to go. They know what's at stake. Um, I don't expect any sort of emotional or physical letdown heading into this game. They, they're, they're ready to go. What matchups do you think would be the interesting ones that could maybe cause problems? For the Chiefs, I know their defense started out a certain way, played much better. Obviously, what was it, eight in a row that KC won, and they looked more like themselves. Yet again, I'm not even going to say the defense was terrible last week. Josh Allen's just really good. But do you see a matchup or two? And I guess the obvious ones for people over here be like, who's covering Jamar Chase, and can the Bengals have success on the offensive end? Can the Bengals have success on the offensive end? Not only who is covering Jamar Chase, how are they playing Jamar Chase? Because opposite Jamar Chase is T. Higgins. Um, both of them went for close to 100 yards last week against the Titans. Mm -hmm. And we know that Tyron Matthew, is, Tyron Matthew is on track to play. But uh, how is he recovering after the, uh, after the concussion last week? Also take a look at the um, linebackers who are covering um, 
the tight end, who's been a pretty big uh, threat for the Bengals throughout the season. And how do the Bengals line play against uh, Chris Jones? Because his ability to get to uh, Joe Burrow is really going to be important. We saw Burrow get sacked nine times mm-hmm. against the Titans. If there's anybody on the uh, the, the uh, def- on the Chiefs defense who can create that kind of havoc, it's Jones. As for the other side uh, of the ball, how do the Bengals, who are a little bit thin at defensive line and linebacker, how do they cover somebody like Travis Kelsey? Yeah, that's going to be, uh, I guess, a, a matchup that I'm thinking about here. I'm, fe- I'm feeling a high-scoring game on Sunday. You? The over-under is uh, 54 and a half. When they played last time, it was it, both teams were in the 30s. Mm-hmm. If I was a betting man, and uh, I would definitely take the over on this game. I think both teams want it, especially Cincinnati, wants it to be a shootout. Right, that's where they're at their best. You know, if they can keep up with the Chiefs' offense, and so does so does uh, Kansas City. I mean, I know that the defense takes pride in their ability to, to help them win games. But I think both teams are willing for this game to be a shootout. I expect it to be um, both teams to be in the 30s. Hmm. We'll see what takes place, obviously, when it comes here on Sunday. As always, Mike, appreciate the time. Thank you, bud. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Yep. Mike Simsack letting us know his thoughts on the Chiefs game coming up uh, against the Bengals here. On Sunday. And one of the things that we'll keep an eye on is what kind of chance are you giving Cincinnati? What kind of chance are you getting here? Courtney Cronin on ESPN says, you know what? She's kind of leaning towards me, Jordan. Why not? I think that the disrespect that the Cincinnati Bengals get in the grand scheme of things is because of the quick turnaround and the fact that they haven't been at this stage. It's still technically a very new group. And that the Chiefs are hosting their four straight AFC championship game, which is something that's never been done before. So you look at experience versus inexperience. But the reason I look at the Cincinnati Bengals and think, okay, I'm confident that this team can not only beat the Chiefs, but, you know, be a competitive team in the Super Bowl. Think about what happened last week with Buffalo. They take away the Chiefs defense, takes away Stephon Diggs. Cool. That's fine. Here's Gabriel Davis. Here's four touchdowns. Here's somebody else that you have absolutely no answer for on top of incredible quarterback play from Josh Allen. Hmm. So, I, I know, it'll be interesting to sort of see who can sort of do this. Now, Rob Ninkovich, one of the regrets for Sean Payton uh, in his time here, he's an ESPN analyst, had this to say about the Chiefs. First of all, you don't just put one guy on him. you got to make sure you you put a couple guys on him. you got to have more attention to him. You know, he's a go-to guy. Um, if he's anywhere near the line of scrimmage, if he comes anywhere close to a defensive end on a, on a crossing route or a linebacker within five yards, you got to hit him. You got to put your hands on him. You got to slow him down. You got to make it a long day for, for just his release. You can't just let him run down the field unscathed like we see all these teams do. A la Buffalo, 13 seconds. Oh, just let Kelsey run down the field with no one touch him. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Um, doesn't work out, and it probably gets you beat. So they got to get hands on. That's Ninkovich on how he thinks the Chiefs will try to stop the Jamar Chase. 
It'll be interesting um, matchup to sort of see. Look, again, these two teams just met a couple weeks ago in what I thought was an incredible game. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals, you know, won, made the play. So I think they have the confidence there. Watching that game, I didn't feel like, hey, Casey's just that much better. Is it, can they handle the moments? Will it be too big for them? Can they avoid the dreaded mistakes and things of that nature? And I, I think they can. I mean, again, one of the topics this week that Joe Burrow was asked on Wednesday when he spoke, um, and one of the beat reports for Chiefs, Burrow is in for a rude awakening on how loud Arrowhead is. I love Joe's response. Um, play in the SEC. <laughs> Hundred thousand seat stadiums, right? I, I just, I don't think, and we've seen it. There's nothing in that man's makeup that's going to shake him. I think Jamar Chase is very close to that as well, if not like that. Now, I think Mixon's pretty good too. Does the rest of the team handle it? I, look, that that's a fair statement. But the main component, the main cog, is not going to be bothered by You hit, you sacked him nine times last week. Sacked him. Not hit him. Sacked him nine times. This is to Bart Scott this week, and he was talking about Ben Roethlisberger in particular. He was like, Ben was one of those quarterbacks where I felt like I beat the, the living bejesus out of him, and he just kept getting back, and he's like, I'm tired. Like, I kept getting weaker, kept getting stronger. And I sacked him two, three times in the game. He was sacked nine times last week. 20 seconds to play, Jordan, chance to win the game. Makes the perfect throw. Makes the right read. I, I, the environment is not going to be too big for him on Sunday. I, I, again, I think for the second straight week, they're playing with no pressure on them. It's the Chiefs. They're expected to win. Right? Expected. Sports Hangover continues after this break. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. Got a couple questions of the day, plus we got some tickets for tonight. We got some tickets for tomorrow here as well. I'll let you know when we're going to do that next on ESP New Orleans. <laughs> Conquer the cold at Barker Kia with these hot deals on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with our value and technology. Best of all, they all come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Come take a look at the ultra sporty 2022 Kia K5. That includes an 8-inch touchscreen lane keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in the new 2022 Kia Sorento, the third row seven-seater SUV with standard features like smartphone integration. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come conquer the cold with a hot deal at Barker Kia and get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. That's Barker Kia and Homer or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. 
If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Can we talk hot sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Who you got this weekend in the AFC and NFC Championship games? Got the Bengals at the Chiefs. That is game number uno. And that will be followed by, of course, the 49ers and the Rams. 2 o'clock kickoff on CBS for the first one, 5.30. Kickoff on Fox for the second one. Now, you heard Jack kind of mention it a little bit earlier, and yes, indeed, it is true. As of 8 a.m. this morning, Jordan, it is live. It is live. You've been waiting for mobile betting. It's here. So, I hope you already did it. You would have gotten a couple of bucks already, free money in your account. If not, you still can download it if you're a little bit late. DraftKings Sportsbook is now officially live in Louisiana with mobile sports betting just in time for the playoffs. Right now, you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook without leaving the comfort of your couch. And to add to that excitement, DraftKings is going to give new customers this special offer. $5, bet that, or more. On any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. So, Jordan, take the $5 that we pay you for the whole week. Bet it on a team. And if they win, 280 in free bets coming your way. How about that? So, the wait's finally over. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the DraftKings great promotions and features. Like same game parlays where you can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. So the more legs you add, the more money you can win, right? And as I've been telling you, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, just with their daily fantasy app, just like their sportsbook app as well. So best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash, whatever you want as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And of course, please use the code LaRose. You'll see it. It says promo code. Put in L-A-R-O-S-E and away you go. 800-998-1003. Questions of the day. As we mentioned, it's who you got in those polls there. What, what are we um, looking at poll-wise so far right now, Jordan? Yeah, so right now, the question today is which conference championship game are you looking forward to the most? And right now, still leading the way. Is Bengals at Chiefs 72%. Mm, all right, 72% there. Pelicans taking on the Denver Nuggets today. 
by the way. And the Celtics tomorrow. As soon as Buddy gives me the okay, I'll let you know when. We will give away those two tickets, those two sets of tickets. Uh, it'll be four in each set as we want to send you to the Nuggets and Celtics game today and tomorrow. As, of course, one of the questions will be Brandon Ingram. What, what's the latest? Here was head coach Willie Green yesterday on if B.I. was able to practice. No, Brandon, he did not practice today. And, um, you know, we'll just continue to monitor him and see where he's at. Now, he spoke a little bit ago as shoot-around ended. And, Jordan, what did he essentially say uh, at shoot-around? He's going to see if he's going to be available for tonight. So, game day. I mean, a game time. Kind of kind of test it out, right, to, um, to see where it's at. Look, the last time the Pels played, heck of an effort. Came up short. Um, but didn't play in Philly with what? Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas had the day off. The other three guys had ankle injuries they were dealing with. So Willie Green yesterday, an update. Devontae practiced today. So did JB. Josh did, did not practice. So Brandon and Josh, we got to monitor those guys. We'll see how they feel tomorrow and, and go from there. What are the other things you touched on yesterday? And again, we, we've been very Sean Payton Saints heavy, um, with all the news this week, of course, but. In that game at Philly, Jordan, Joel Embiid and Jose kind of got into it a little bit. The NBA fined them. Now, Joel Embiid reportedly reached out to Jose Alvarado and was going to pay his fine, which we thought was, again, an incredible gesture as to the respect level this guy is getting so much, right? It says a lot. You know, Jose is just a he's – a, he's a tough guy. And um, not just in – wanting to fight and things like that he he brings it every day he steps on the floor with the mentality to get better to make his teammates better and he's right he didn't he's not going to back away from uh any conflict conflict like that and it wasn't much but it was enough that he was doing it for the right reasons he was standing up for a teammate now and look and it was enough that the nba decided to find the two um first off here's his after practice on how he got into it yeah, it's playing, I know playing, these guys not going away. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, we playing basketball. You know, um, there's no like I said, nothing personal. We trying, you know, go at each other. Uh, but he knew right, right after the tech and after the foul, we told each other on the free throw line and said, you know, just keep going. You know, way to work and stuff like that. It was nothing personal. And, and again, and I do think it's that level of respect that he is earning and he's seeing. And you can tell, huh, Jordan, if there's some malice in in, in those plays or not. And again, clearly, if he thought. Who is this dude here? I mean, I've been dropping forty a night. What? What do you? Who are you? Like, what's your name? Turn around so I can see the name on your jersey. Like, if he felt that way, he surely wouldn't be paying his fine. Which I think is um, pretty incredible, Jose. On that, cool, man. You know, I told him. I told. Him, I said, uh, man, you know, I can't afford that tech. You know, why? Why you that tech? Nah, but he's pretty cool, man. Um, you know, he did a he did a generous thing and actually uh, went out his way and got in contact with me and he, he paid the fine for me yeah yeah so um he he, he he we talked during the game and it was all all love and respect and it was the heat of the moment nothing nothing like personal and just trying to be two ball players going at it it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to hear that um obviously getting that respect level already and again it goes back to we've had so many calls this weekend of of fans you know Buying into what Willie Green is selling, man, and these guys playing hard again. They, I mean, the Pels didn't have <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, three start, Valentunas, that's four starters. 
and led, what, at halftime in that game and had a good chance to maybe win that game and just, you know, didn't have enough weapons. But let's see what happens in this home back-to-back. They got a lot of games here coming up as they have Sunday off, but they play tonight, tomorrow, Sunday off, then Monday, Tuesday in a back-to-back. So you'd like to try to get some wins here at home before you get closer now and into the month of February. And again, the 10th is the trade deadline. The 20th is the um, all-star break. I'm still holding out hope for the 25th, Jordan. You know what the 25th is? Of February? Mm-hmm. Was it All-Star? Is it no, week after it, it, when Zion? It, it, may be, it may be Welcome Back Zion Day. I have no information on it. That is just me completely throwing it out there. What if he does it? What if he comes back sooner? Then then great. I'm just, I'm I'm giving him an extra like four weeks. <laughs> Can you be back by the 25th, please? It's the 28th. I'd, I'd love for you to be back, which is a Friday, by the way. When the Pelicans get back into action after the All-Star break. And, you know, again, last Thursday was like, I think week six. Or is it next week? That's week six. Regardless, when they said four to six weeks. And I'm giving him the rest of the time to get in shape and practice and do full basketball movements and all. You know, rejoin the team before the All-Star break. Be nice. And, and then he would have a full week after. The All-Star break, because they don't play again until the 25th. And that is when they take on Phoenix. And then that Sunday of that opening weekend, the Lakers Jordan on ESPN. How about that one? How about that one? You saw Anthony Street close Davis? What about Street Close? They played the 76ers last night. How'd they do? Anthony Davis only went off the court like 15 times. I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. He did put up monster numbers, though. <laughs> they, did they win or lose? Exactly. Now, LeBron didn't play. He didn't play. So I will give them that. By the way, I haven't addressed it. I'm trying to have a decent Friday. It's been It's been a week, right? Hasn't it been one of those weeks? It's been one of those weeks. Brandon Ingham did not make the All-Star team as a starter. I st- he still has a chance to make the team, right? Coaches and players vote, but the fan vote didn't. Andrew Wiggins did. Anybody and everybody that covers the NBA. This had nothing to even do with Brandon Ingram. Did you see the amount of gifs or memes Making fun that Andrew Wiggins was a starter in the NBA All-Star game? Compared to some of the other players, call Anthony Town. I mean, like, there, there's a lot of good players that didn't get the starting nomination. Andrew Wiggins did. There we go. Anyway, hour one is in the books. When we come back, we will get back into it, get you closer to these games here. So don't go anywhere. Rafael Esparza, Rick Moore will join us. Plus, Mickey Loomis sound. We'll do that here as well when we come back on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. 